Dennis, in the offseason, it looks like uh, you've added a lot of shooting and a lot of skill in that, but you had to sacrifice some size in the process. The way the game is played now, how much does that matter? How much did that concern you? Well, uh, everything matters, everything. So uh, there's only points and, or excuse me, possessions and, and points that you know, lead to our percentages that lead to your overall points and point differential. And certainly uh, several of the guys that move to other teams are excellent defenders, just not Derek Favors. But Jay Crowder, Ricky Rubio was a plus at his position as well. So uh, it's always going to be a give and take. Um, Clearly, there was some redundancy between Derek and Rudy, and Rudy's going to have to take on a little bit more. We feel great about Ed Davis. He had a, a very good defensive year uh, last year, last couple years, really. So, uh, you know, I think three years in a row facing Golden State and Houston told us the truth that we just, uh, for whatever reason, couldn't keep up with their skill level. We would have preferred to face uh, both of those teams a little bit later in the playoffs. I think under normal circumstances, I don't think that that was unreasonable, especially last year uh, with the early season schedule. Uh, Donovan trying to find his rhythm um, and a few things that put us behind the eight ball. You know, we probably should have had a better seed and face, but yet you're still probably going to face Houston Golden State. So. So clearly, uh, Justin, myself, the management group, coaches, it was fairly unanimous uh, that what we needed to do as far as adding some skill, uh, in particular some spacing. And uh, hopefully we'll still stand on those jazz defensive principles that we've built. You know, can we be top three? Can we be top five, top seven? Who knows? That's, that's why we have the competition. Question back here. So Dennis, in that sense, do you feel like the team is less unique or maybe less trying to carve out its own niche than it was last year and is more what the modern league is doing? Um, well, you know, we, we played lineups uh, the last few years that were quote-unquote modern. Um, now, we didn't make enough. We didn't make enough uh, at uh, important times that ultimately got us eliminated when we when we made um, – we beat the best teams in the league. We, we can recall those games <clears throat> really over the last four or five years. Um, so um, certainly Derek uh, and Rudy, those big, big combinations uh, did make us unique. And uh, Derek won us a lot of matches, and some against backups, some some against starters. And um, But again, uh, Rudy's, um, as Tom Thibodeau and others have said, a defense unto himself. Now, it can't be an open gate run uh, at Rudy. Uh, we're going to have to be great with our stance, our body positions, our communications, our multiple efforts, all those things that we've been great at. It's just a few different players doing that. And, and then we'll have the big fellow and a few other bigs that are back there protecting for us. Question back here. For either one of you or both, Mike Conley, has been uh, in the league for, what, 10, 11 years. Last time he played at least 80 games, I think he was 25. What's your idea for the backup behind him? I think, you know, bringing a, a great competitor and a great veteran like Mike, I, it's not just a one-person game, PK. It's a, it's a five-man game. 
and a 15-man roster. So we've tried to give Q different options for him to play and for guys that will be opportunity. Um, every season's different. You'll have guys play 80 games, 60 games, 70 games, just as the season plays out. So I, we feel like there's enough options there that we'll get through the season at the beginning of the year and see see what we've got as the guys need to go and gel. And then, you know, Quinn will decide who uh, fills those minutes. We have multiple ball handlers on the team. Whether there's a pecking order or not will be determined. Whether that's Emmanuel Moutier or Dante Exum or Donovan or Joe handling ball handling duties if Mike isn't available or in backup of him. So I think that's part of why we're starting training camp to figure out what those combinations look like and, and have these preseason games in practice, and we're excited to get started about it. I would add this, PK, that presupposes, to answer that question, a few things. Who's going to win um, inside of competition in short order? And then there's always shifts uh, based upon rhythm and where the team's at, the competition that we're facing. Uh, injuries, of course, is um, the thing that we, we can't predict. And the other thing is, is there's, there's always been, but in particular in today's game, there's interdependence on your roster. So I think Justin made a great point. Those uh, 15 guys, maybe even 17 with our two two ways, that uh, the subplots that happen during the course of the year, you're going to need everybody to help you manage appropriately the season. I think Toronto was the best example of that. And then the last piece is there's that interdependence of literally who could start at the four could impact all the way down the line of what we're doing at the point guard positions. Because if there's more traditional four, then that frees up minutes for some wings like Royce O'Neal to play some two and a three rather than the four. And, you know, does that push Donovan over to the backup point guard spot, which he uh, was forced into twice last year because, as you guys know, all three of our point guards went down at the same time, which is I've never had that happen in my 22 years before. So there, there's a lot of things that go with it, but the roster was built in mind that if this, then that. And so there is a little uh, interdependence. Like, for example, right now we're uh, penciling Dante in as just a player that could play guard and wing, but based upon performance, that could be guard or wing. So, For the guys that have stayed on this roster, Donovan, Rudy, Joe, what kind of player development are you trying to see from, from them? I, you know, Royce, et cetera, as well. I think, you know, the guys that you mentioned, Andy, all have had unique summers, very busy summers with the World Cup. Uh, in addition to the guys that didn't, that are returning to the team, Royce and George, they've had busy summers working on their individual games. I think each player's in their own developmental path for their career. So, and they all each hold themselves to a high standard and continue to try and get better. So, Quinn's represents this a couple seasons. Every season's a new season, and the expectations that come, we have expectations of our team being competitive this year, and all three, four of those guys that you mentioned have individual goals as well within a team setting. So we're excited what this comp these combinations look like with Quinn and the work that's been put in over the summer for them. Uh, certainly Joe, Rudy, and, and Donovan specifically have carried a big load, which has been great for their experience and certainly they're in shape coming into camp. 
Um, how we manage that throughout the season as we do the rest of the season will be remain to be seen, but the guys are excited to get started. John here in the front row. Dennis, uh, just looking at, at the landscape of the Western Conference, obviously the Jazz made some major upgrades in talents at various positions, but so did several other Western Conference teams. With that in mind, how important is it for the Jazz to find their footing quickly and to gel and have the chemistry quickly? I think it's always better, and you certainly we've erred towards the side of continuity the last few years, but so we have had change. Luckily, the, the change, uh, some of the more important pieces that we brought in, the more experienced pieces, are just that. They're grizzled veterans that have seen a lot of NBA basketball, and, and I think they're all hitting the stage of their career where really winning is most important. Not that it wasn't before for them, but when you start reaching your early 30s, you start thinking about trying to leave the game with a uh, with a ring. And so Mike being 31, uh, Joe Ingles, you know, where he's at in this stage of his career, Ed Boyan as well, Ed Davis, the, really the list, Jeff Green, the list goes on and on. I'm hopeful, I'm, I'm not uh, confident yet, um, but I'm hopeful that uh, They'll take Quinn's message um, and messaging on style of play and what we stand for. And, you know, as you guys have heard me say before, the Jazz DNA, that, uh, that they'll come together in short order. I think OTAs helped. Quinn made an interesting point on OTAs that I, I really hadn't thought about previous, that in some ways Rudy being with Team France, Joe, Team Australia and Donovan with Team USA allowed the, the guys that stayed back during the OTAs to get to know each other. And Rudy's a fairly dominant presence, and even in OTAs, you know, you put him out there, there's nothing at the rim. Now, will Mike Conley have to adjust, and will there be less pocket passes, you know, because he was pocket passing a lot to Marcus All and versus lobs to Rudy? Those are all nuances, but I, I'm pretty confident that coach and his coaches and the development staff, we've seen uh, how they're already trying to impact um, uh, how we play with, with the new players. And we haven't seen anything that would, would, would indicate to us there's going to be a big gap. So, but to your point's well taken. Uh, the competition in our division and in our conference, like the last few years, is, is thick, and we wouldn't have it any other way, but it would definitely help if we got off to a quick start. Uh, you mentioned Dante earlier. Uh, can you speak at all to how his, his progress is coming along on the health front and whether you expect him to have any limitations and kind of what you're expecting from him this year? Yeah, so just we're, as much as anything, praying for good health, Ben. Um, and then from there, we'll let timetables be dictated. Uh, he's at the stage where it's just clinical. So what Mike Elliott um, has uh, seen with uh, the health performance people, so he's passed everything related to doctors and orthopedics and moving, moving very well. Uh, we, we do quite a bit of testing. Uh, with balances and imbalances and so he's going through that phase and you know he'll take the court uh, during um, 
training camp, but I think the contact will be limited for right now. But again, I, I don't want to box us in as far as timetables go because the most honest answer is we don't know. Uh, it will be symptoms-based, but everything's pointed in the right direction. We haven't really had any setbacks. We're going to be very conservative. It's a long season, so if we, if Mike, as an example, sees something and seven or ten days that uh, he doesn't like or wants to pull uh, pull the reins back, we'll do that. And then if there aren't any setbacks, maybe he'll push them forward. It's, you know, it's all open to interpretation. And, and really, we let Mike make that call. Question from Ben back in this corner. Is it common when signing a free agent to have an unknown about some of their skill sets that maybe they haven't shown before? Or with some of these guys, do you feel like you have a pretty full picture of who they are and what they can do? I think um, you always have a better knowledge of players that have been in your building and have a relationship with. Certainly, you see good players on other teams and, and try to know as much as you can about them. I, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you're referencing to our new signings this year and who they are as people, who uh, we think they are as competitors, who we think how they'll mesh with our core group that we have and, and returning. All of those things are, you know, we're pretty confident about it, but certainly not with 100% certainty. You know, again, as Quinn has said, it's a, it's a new season. Even if you have all the same guys returning, it's a, a new schedule, uh, a new way as guys grow. So this first two, three months, these guys are going to be getting to know each other, and, and we do feel that they, they fit our jazz characteristics that we look for, defensive programs, developmental upside, discipline, um, high character and obviously skilled players. I would just add this as well. It, it's very contextual, and that's actually one of the things that uh, makes basketball interesting for our head coach and the nuance and uh, taking someone like Boyan as an example and looking at actions that he, he's ran in Brooklyn. Even my best guess is probably Quinn's very familiar with what he did in Europe as well with. Uh, the Croatian national team and uh, when Boyan played with his club, but certainly Indiana and then putting a twist on it. We had an action as an example last year that we ran a lot that really came out of a pre-draft workout that he just, he liked what the player did in random and, and Quinn picked it up. So I think the customization to the players, I, I think as the, the best example I can give you is, is Joe Ingles was a journeyman backup small forward in Europe, and now he's one of the top 10 small forwards in the league. And there, there are a few things that go in that with that. Joe uh, now has an NBA body. We helped him with his strength and conditioning. But he had a coach that really believed in what he could do and gave him more pick and roll opportunities. There was probably some pick and roll ability in Joe in Europe that, for whatever reason, uh, they didn't use. And here, some out of necessity, some out of development, some out of uh, Quinn saying, hey, Joe, I trust you, which we as a management and ownership group really appreciate. And I think the coaches feel that. And, it's a little bit to the earlier question of how long it will take. You know, it's going to take Quinn, the coaches, a while to adjust to, you know, some of the new skills that they have and different skills. For both of you, you've made changes in the buildings, the personnel, the programs, trying to make the franchise more attractive to players around the league. From guys being willing to be traded here to coming as free agents, can you give us an idea specifically which of those changes you made paid off in acquiring guys? 
yeah, so everything. Uh, now, there's different degrees, and I, you know, put a few things at the very, very top, hiring Quinn five years ago, uh, the facilities, um, adding a development staff that truly have some of the best uh, in the league, uh, no stone unturned uh, with a practice facility, recovering modalities, um, putting uh, a Utah Jazz mini camp that netted us Royce O'Neal because we have to uh, find some undiscovered gems and polish them a little bit to uh, Joe Ingles and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert telling our story competitively on the court on how we play and how the ball moves and and shared. So there's a lot of small efforts on a daily basis that that move towards maybe a little bit more recognition. Maybe they things we were doing three or four years ago, but now that we've had a little consistency in a few areas that it's it's better known. And as an example, when there were those talks last year at the trade deadline with Mike Conley, we couldn't have communication uh, with the Conleys um, uh, per NBA rules. Um, but when we uh, did consummate uh, in the off season, you know, he was he was able to tell us. His dad was able to tell us that they were really excited to to be here. And then you know, Mike is a little bit of a Pied Piper and more Tim Duncan-like in what he does more so than what he says. And that created a little for forward momentum with Ed Davis and Jeff Green and Boyan. And, and so it's just a lot of small wins adding up over the years um, that have has brought us to this point as much as anything. Justin. Uh, bringing in Mike Conley out, I heard you tell me a little bit about how you hope his leadership helps the team. Can you talk a little bit about how you project that to be on this new group of people that is that's coming in with regard and some of the young players that are still around and how you hope his influence, how he may influence Rudy and uh, Donovan in their leadership development? Sure, Jason. Um, I would say, you know, kind of to play off what Dennis had just said, Mike, the Pied Piper part, you know, that draws people here, but the reason guys like to follow him is because they like playing with him and like being around him and they have that experience. I think Mike's demeanor, um, his experience, uh, he's positive the whole time. So literally just the guys being in the practice facility and with him on this journey for this season is going to help any number of ways. You know, some of them tangible, some of them intangible. You know, specifically to Donovan and Rudy, I think having another veteran that's been through playoff wars and has been uh, competed at a high level and from a very good defensive program, I think that helps validate um, what Quinn and the, and the program here that, that we were based on. You have a new guy coming in that values the ball defensively and values those principles just as much as we do. Uh, it will help anybody else that is unfamiliar or will get familiar quickly that way. So you bring in, excuse me, you bring in a bunch of new guys. A guy like Boyan, he comes out of a situation where he's the number one option. You got Conley where he's number one or number two. Obviously, Donovan is, has his stature. How much time do you think it's going to take for the coaching staff and everybody and the players themselves to sort out 
the amount of shot allotments that is distributed during the course of a game? It's an excellent question, and I think it's been, uh, I haven't read everything that's been written or listened to everything that's been talked about this summer, but look, there's roughly, dependent upon the pace of your team, 95 to 100 and some odd possessions in a game, and how you divide that up and pecking order is very important to having the culture in a harmonious team. And so luckily, even though we haven't had Mike play a game yet, I'm very confident that he's pliable on towards, a, it may be this game where uh, Quinn and he are pressing the ga gas and he's creating situations and scoring and making it easier for, for Donovan Joe on the perimeter. And then you can, the subplots that happen within a game, the matchups, rhythms, players' rhythms, obviously Donovan, is a big piece uh, offensively, and can uh, he do the same and do the same more efficiently? And will we be able to manage him a little bit? So, so when the more important parts of the seasons come comes up, he's fresh. Uh, Rudy, uh, the big guy, as I would add him to the equation, he has great pride and he does want to score. And and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know if this will be taken as a shot at. Uh, coaches or not, but um, it's clear you guys as writers voting for him, all NBA team understands his impact versus the All-Star game. And, and right now, if I was him, uh, you know, assigning points to All-Star games, you know, whether it's reality or not versus just overall impact is important. So Rudy's going to need uh, a piece of the pie as well. And then Boyan is a very gifted offensive player. And he adds a few dimension, dimensions that we haven't had previously. Uh, he's big. He shoots it very easy. You know, I could see him having Clay Thompson light moments where he gets on a roll. And you want to break a game open, make three or four threes in a row. It really uh, is an X factor. Will that happen every game? Absolutely not. But uh, he's going to need his touches as well. And I, I think as much as anything, I think getting to know the new guys were very confident in the people that they are. They were all, whether they were traded for or signed, they're, they're all clearly big believers in Quinn and the ball moving. So I think the ball will move. And the golden rule in basketball, uh, everyone, is the open man gets the ball. And if we, if we can keep that uh, as part of our core uh, value system, everything will work itself out because we have good guys and, and I think it's the best way to, for basketball to be played as well.